I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's do the ramble. Betty Boo still doing the do, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. King Ralph has been confirmed and Messi won the Ballon d'Or. It's Tuesday 30th of November. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Vinicius Andaraja. And I'm Pete Donaldson. Terrific Tuesday on the Football Ramble, you say? Well, that's about right. Petey, how are you? How was your Cyber Monday yesterday? <laughs> it was great, mate. I spent all day hanging out with Lawnmower Man in cyberspace. It was great. Lawnmower Man. Yeah. Vish, fresh off the set of Running Man. What? I haven't seen that film. What Have you not? No. Quite ahead of its time, actually. You don't often say that. People, people ran all the time. <laughs> oh, you'll be surprised. You don't often, I don't often say that about an Arnold Schwarzenegger film, ahead yeah. of its time. You'd think right. they'd remake it because that's all anybody fucking talks about running, isn't it? Actually, aren't literally all Arnold Schwarzenegger films ahead of his time, not even just The Terminator, he gave birth to a child. Conan the Barbarian? With Dan and Danny not DeVito. Be, not, be, not ahead of his yeah, time. Yeah, depends when it came out. Uh, when Colour was in, <laughs> when Colour was here. Well, whatever. Um, so yeah. technically, you're saying that it's technically science fiction? Mr. Daddy, or it's called. No, that was Hulk Hogan. Sorry. <laughs> Mr. Nanny. <laughs> what was that film called? That was Mr. Twins. Nanny. No, Twins was Danny DeVito being the brother. That's ahead of his time. That's a, is Why it? is that ahead of its time? They look different. <laughs> 
He's like, well, the, you know, when you're and he younger. Had a baby, oh, didn't that's he? true. Junior. 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 Yeah. That's the stuff. Um, and um, he was a big kindergarten cop before they introduced policemen into. <laughs> yeah, he's done. <laughs> yeah. They, that's true, actually. Yeah. We need to arm school teachers. He's a, he's there a Republican's he was. dream. Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, so he turned out to be. Yeah. Governor of California. Famously. And all mm. that. And uh, nothing else said about that man. Well, who would have thought we'd start with Arnold Schwarzenegger, eh, gentlemen? Mm. When QPR came back to beat Derby 2-1 last night, and Andre Gray's goal was an absolute beauty. Wasn't it, Petey? <laughs> it was very, 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 very beautiful. Very beautiful. And if you celebrate like that, and you take your top off, and you've got one of those lovely little GPRS bras on, uh, all the better for me, quite frankly. Do you think? I think you should have to take that off as well. Yeah, I think I, it happened recently in a match, and it's like, and then uh, presumably the the data goes dark oh, on yeah. Cyber Monday. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I I heard that if you have the little sports bra and you don't get a booking, yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. that'd be good. You just can't expose your nips. Yeah, it'd be like you know sometimes when you dress and you if you're wearing an undershirt, but it's like a tatty undershirt. No. Mm. Because you because it fits the whole ensemble. Yeah, we can see what you're doing now. Yeah, mm. well, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> but no, I quite like it. I feel like it's always a bit of a throwback to Brandy Chastain. Do you remember the yeah. um, American women's footballer who scored a penalty? Oh yes, a shot at the Rose Bowl. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. It always reminds me of that when when footballers do it. Is that right? Male footballers do it. Yeah, yeah not Fabrizio Ravanelli. <laughs> Well, no, because he never, came he after, never wore he? a bra, did he? No. Oh, but he sometimes had a vest on, did he not? Oh, he did. He had a sleeveless mm. number, didn't he? When does a vest become a bra? <laughs> Find out. Yeah, at the end of the show. <laughs> yeah. Vish, get on that now. Um, uh, right, uh, Ralph Ranganick. Ranganick, he's been confirmed. Unwreck it, Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I can't remember who came up with it, but it was a few days ago. Well, he's, he, he has been it. confirmed officially. We can now talk about it with a, a, a real purpose. It was not his team selection at the weekend. Definitely it was not. not definitely Absolutely not. not. And we the were fact just... that Ronaldo was on the bench to start mm. had nothing to do with him. Absolutely not. And look, AirPods are comfortable. <laughs> yeah? Keep the cold out. It's fine. Uh, has anybody ever, has, have we ever heard about a particular player and a particular tactic spoken so, so, so much with Ronaldo and pressing? It's absolutely right, ridiculous. Yeah. He's like, the antipresser. Oh, we, we can, yeah, but I, I sort of think to myself... Why doesn't I have a toaster on his house? <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> it, would, it would all fall out, It would all it? fall out. The cheese wouldn't be melted. Rubbish. You can get one of those um, one of those little bags that you make You put make the sandwich, you put it in this little bag, and you put the bag in a toaster. Oh, mate, I used to have those, and I used to cook fish fingers in them back in the day. Delicious. And scampi. Oh, in the toaster. Mm-hmm. Takes fucking ages, but it is very lazy. <laughs> Well. So it's lazy and it takes longer. <laughs> yes, it does. It's like when like bird's eye potato waffles have suggested putting them straight in the toaster these days. That's yeah. something that used to go on ages ago in my student house. Oh my goodness. Honestly. Oh, like to... Schwarzenegger, head of his fashion. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Uh, all round pizza for a fish finger. That's what they used to say. But, uh, but, but you yes. have to order it 24 hours in advance. <laughs> yeah, give peaking <laughs> duck. <laughs> give plenty of warning. Um, but yeah, Manchester United, they, they, they've got old Ralph in and um, he will bring a small number of his own staff into the club. Michael Carrick, uh, along with the current coaching team are to remain. I hope the chap who looks like Phil Neville remains because whenever I see him, I think it is Al Fizzo uh, on the bench, yeah. which is quite um, in- enjoyable. Harry Redknapp said uh, about Rangnick's uh, appointment before the announcement said, I've never heard of anything so stupid in my life. Has he heard his court testimony? I think so. <laughs> Careful. And uh, he reckoned that they should have stuck with Carrick. Well, in a way they have. 
haven't they, Peter? Carrick's still there. Still He's still there. picking his team. Stuck with Carrick. All, all it took was one football match where they looked a little bit better than they did before. Mm. And, uh, They're a little Michael bit luckier <laughs> than they were before. <laughs> yeah. you could say. Do you think that is, is, the, is the grand plan? Is it to give Carrick the job in, in the summer, Vish? Big Ralph lays the foundation and then um, Harry Redknapp gets his wish. How would that work? As in, so, he, so you're saying Carrick started, mm. Ragnick comes in and fixes it up and then... Carrot comes and mm. takes well, over. Well, clearly, but Rangnick's only there till the end of the season. Yeah, yeah. So there yeah. is he is um, feathering the nest. It's like a go kart, isn't it? He's so feathering. Dad him, needs uh, to help out on. sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> sort of. Oh, but you get to ride it at the end. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. that's fair. Down a hill until it crashes. So you're, you, everyone's thinking Pochettino, but I'm telling you, it's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, no, please. But that's let's, what's going to happen. Not do this but that's what's happening, isn't it? Rangnick's coming. Well, well the, the 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 point of having his own, not bringing his own coaches, is. Just a, I think just a sensible move, really, because whoever's going to take over in the summer is going to bring their own coaches. Mm. And you might as well have some of the people who are staying around. And obviously some of those United coaches who are currently there won't be here for the new regime. I wonder if Mike Phelan probably is someone who will mm-hmm. who won't be at the club after after the summer, depending on who comes in. Yeah, I suppose it would be, but you know the game moves on, people move on. Carrick mm. might be that facilitator between but, the. But what do you think of this though? With, with, with Rangnick? because it has it has divided opinion. Graham soon as he's not convinced by uh, Ralph's credentials. There's a common theme, and it's the names of the people who are saying <laughs> these things. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's, he says. It's, it, have all pundits this year just figured out that it's all entertainment, and they've just got to be just, they've just got to say yeah, stuff. I think yeah. That's what it is, yeah. Uh, well, he he said that Manchester United need instant success and cannot wait for him to develop the structure at the club over the next few years. Now, I would say to Graham that they have tried this with Louis van Gaal and, and, and Jose yeah. Mourinho. Why not just wait another few years to see? <laughs> but uh, he said it's a nice pension for him, 63 years old. It's lovely work if you can get it. And I thought, well, I mean, you, you know. It's uh, it's 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 an opinion. <laughs> it is an opinion. Yeah, yeah. It's an opinion that I probably won't dwell on. But uh-huh. I mean, within that, and I'm really meeting you more than halfway. Mm. <laughs> there is quite an intriguing aspect to all this in yeah. that Rangnick clearly prefers the overseeing role rather than the managerial role. Uh, Raphael Honigstein Honig- uh, was mm. on Sky. On, another Raf. Yeah, another Raf. Mm. Yeah, was on Sky on Sunday and mentioned about. You know, they mentioned about, I suppose, the gap, gaps in his CV, quote unquote, because he stepped away from the game in mm, the yeah. uh, 2011, I think. Mm. Yeah. Um, and he said that, you know, if he continued, those gaps would have been filled. But he basically found a, he found a niche for himself. He liked being a kind of overseer and being mm-hmm. a top to top to bottom, sorter outer, as it were. Manchester United, United definitely need that. And I suppose if he can implement some of his... Some of his ways, some of his techniques, some of his techniques that have worked pretty damn well for a lot of other people, mm-hmm. then I think it's it's very exciting times. And I suppose it will then, you know, bleed into how United hire uh, and who United hire and how they go about that process. But that's only a good thing because they've been so scattergun about, about that previously anyway. Yeah. And Peter, apparently he's got uh, some interesting views on things. He believes that tattoos suggest players are not team players. And, uh, and it's just that they want attention. There was our sort of tattoo correspondent. What do you got to say about that? Uh, he doesn't like ink and he makes you think about football, about life. Ralph. Okay. A little, little song for you there. They see. The, this is where the jingles come from, you see. <laughs> um, uh, he makes the players travel in company cars. 
What does that mean? As in, like, as oh, in, so you don't drive you your can, own flashy? You can rock up in your scooter. Would you allow? Like would you... Foxtons, <laughs> like a little Foxtons, <laughs> exactly. big hot dog car. All, it's a big school bus. They just go around picking up all the players. That would be good. So what? So United would drive your own? So like Conte couldn't drive his uh, little mini around? No, if, it, no. if it was, yeah, if they weren't, if it's not a company car. Right. That's a, that's a really interesting thing. Has he got a deal going on? <laughs> Maybe is he on a, a fleet? But it is, does suggest. Why do we have to get through Enterprise? <laughs> well, no, but there was a, there was a, there was a headline in a particular paper like Cristiano Ronaldo cannot drive. Drive his, you know, rocket car into the ground or something. That'd like be the least of his fucking problems. When <laughs> <Very> <laughs> Ralph gets his feet under the well, fucking devil. Noted Ronaldo agnostic. He used to famously write off the company cars when he was a teenager at Manchester United. But does this suggest, though, with Ralph, this sort of uniformed approach? Mm. It's really he does it from top to bottom in the club, mate. But but I, I think it's it's quite an interesting little side point. I don't necessarily think it's specific to Manchester United. Maybe just generally professional football mm. at this moment in time. But. It's a little bit like the principle of school uniform, where school yes. uniform isn't actually, it's not just deliberately brought in as an inconvenience. Mm. It's a way that you can have, you know, I suppose, a uniform mm. where it doesn't matter what level of affluence it's your a level family up. are. Mm. Yeah, and, and therefore you don't ridicule, someone, a kid won't be ridiculed for having mm-hmm. worse clothes. They but find a way of it. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Give it a darn good go, don't they? <laughs> but, the, uh, but I suppose at that level, it's if, if Rangnick is, is going to play this kind of football, then it requires everyone to buy in and everyone to park their ego at the door to a point. And mm. Apart from Ralph. That's, that's, yeah. <laughs> Big dog's here. And maybe He's that's literally... That's all you park your ego yeah. and literally park your car at home. So hang on mm. a minute. So this is very interesting. So They're all going to have the manager's car parking spot. It could be. <laughs> well, Which one's mine? <laughs> <laughs> so they've got this uniformed approach. We know that he's... A lot of his philosophies initially came from... Um, uh, Lobanovsky's uh, Dynamo Kiev and uh, and so on. Is this mm. the Marxist insurgency that we've all been worried about? Yes, My at the most capitalist oh. club. <laughs> <laughs> but it is interesting. He, he he did take a lot of his um, uh, ideas initially from sort of Lobanovsky. That kind of uh, system systemic pressing, mm. if you see what I mean. So that's where the chat about Ronaldo comes in. All this chat about Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, which Ronaldo doesn't press. It's like, yeah, what well, do you think, Fred? <laughs> and and you think Bruno Fernandes is pressing on Ole Gunnar Solskjaer? You know, like, only th- now is that kind of chat relevant. I would say. Yeah, yeah. But he got brought in, into the club at a time where you where you have to play him effectively because he's on a two year contract and you mm. kind of have to play Cristiano Ronaldo because he's a, such a big sideshow. Yeah, he's, he's also Manchester United's best striker. But the thing, yeah, I, I don't go. I, I personally think that a lot of the chat around Ronaldo is, as I said this before. I'm like. He's still a phenomenal striker. Because he does numbers. Is that right? (laughs) Probably. You're all about the numbers, are you? Um, Well, Ronaldo certainly, he wasn't there last night when the Ballon d'Or was announced. I have one last thing to say about Ralph Rangnick, by the way. Okay. Because he's German, yeah? Mm. And if he scores loads of Mm goals, if United score loads of goals, Mm. would would one of the headlines in Germany be Tor Rangnick? Like Thor Ragnarok? Good God. I, wow. I, 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 because it was staring me in the face because I wrote it down before we started the show. <laughs> and if I didn't say it, it would haunt me. And I'd rather it haunted me being out there than internally. The thing it's, is, it's, like, I'd moved on. You dragged us I back. I did drag it back, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not that ashamed. Do a little song. No. <laughs> Do it yeah. in song and no one notices. Thanks, Marcus. That's all right. Um, Yes, well, uh, there we are. Thanks for that, Vish. Um, (laughs) Ballon d'Or. I'm really helping it flow, aren't I? (laughs) Disruptive sod. Uh, Yeah, uh, Ronaldo, he wasn't there. He didn't travel to Paris. 
um, and apparently hit out at the, the Ballon d'Or chief Pascal Ferrer, who said uh, it's all lies that he's claimed that um, his career ambition is to finish with more awards than Messi. You're saying that now, Ronaldo, when he's, you're on the bench? <laughs> but he, he's lying. He, he yes. said it in numerous interviews. He said it on the, in an interview with Piers fucking Morgan. Yeah. Like, you know, to well, and, and Morgan always gets the best and truth <laughs> out of people. Yeah. <laughs> but he, um, yeah, like it was it's an absurd throwing your toys out of the pram by saying you're not going to throw your toys out of the pram. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, and, and is it... Um, it's not helped, is it, when, when Messi wins the award and then immediately says, oh, but Robert Lewandowski, you know, you should have had your first award last year and is, you know, hand, suggesting other people should. But yeah, but he, but he won it. The, the Eiffel Tower was lit up in tribute to Lionel Messi because obviously he's a PSG legend. But he's won, <laughs> uh, he's won his seventh uh, Ballon d'Or, which was, which was quite incredible. But he was right, though, to mention uh, Robert Lewandowski, who should have won the Ballon d'Or last year because the whole thing was cancelled. Gary Lineker has also said that Robert Lewandowski should have won it. So if you did mm. two glowing uh, uh, reviews, I think. When or, you start getting feeling that if he, if he didn't win it this year over Messi, you're not mm. going to win it at all, are you, really? Yeah. It is about lobbying. True I enough. don't believe in awards, personally. Yes. <laughs> um, and we've always said that. We've always said that. Uh, we've we al- have. Always said that. We've always said You'll that. never hear us mention an award. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Absolutely not. But... Uh, I hate safe standing, by the way. (laughs) I don't don't at all. No. I've not seen much (laughs) of it. I don't care. (laughs) We were at a award show last night and we didn't win. I wasn't. No. Don't believe in them, mate. Uh, I didn't want to win six. (laughs) (laughs) You silly sausage. Oh, fans really vote for us. Pathetic. Come along, gentlemen. Um, we do need them. To Lewandowski please. did win Striker of the Year, which is a new award, <laughs> that, a new was award. An, that was announced hours before the ceremony began. Amazing. What about that? The that is... resin would have been hot, so still with, hot. So with this chap who called Cristiano Ronaldo a liar, no, sorry, he, he claimed, sorry, Ronaldo called him a liar, big Pascal. Mm-hmm. Did he then say, right, let's look, right, Messi's got the brown dots. We'll make sure that he's, he's clearing away. Uh, but Lewandowski does deserve something. Right, we'll do the old uh, make up an award for Scott McTominay, Jose Mourinho. Sort of <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what's happened there. Yeah. But he won it. He was the striker of the year, no doubt. But Messi, though, he won the, the Copper America. Finally, he said this actually, he suggested it could have been the best year of his professional life. It's all about that trophy for Argentina, Peter. I guess so, yeah. I sort of forget that aspect of things. You know, just yeah, expect it's, international it's, football. Yeah, I forget about international football. Don yeah. Rummer, uh, great to see him winning the uh, Levy Ashen, obviously. Should have gone to Jordan Pickford. <laughs> <laughs> Saved as many penalties in that shootout. Uh, <laughs> dear Lord. Do you think they should... Like, uh, the, these particular awards are a bit silly. Like Any kind of individual award for a team sport is always going to be... Well, you say that. So, so they've, they've um, updated it. So another new award was Best Club. Which right. was obviously Chelsea. Best club. Yeah. Oh. I think so. So with regards to the individual stuff, yes. But I think the good people um, at the Ballon d'Or have heard the uh, the cries of the likes from yourself, Fish, and said, all right, let's give them best club. That should uh, satisfy <laughs> them. Well, well, my what idea are you thinking actually... now? What are you thinking now? Are you going to go next year? <laughs> my idea was the, the was a second um, individual award, basically. All right. Best because... banter. Yeah. You'd win. I would. Um, but, but the, <laughs> what but about the, Thor Ragnarovnik? Would he win as well? He should do. Yeah, he should yeah, do. Ahead of its time. Go on then. So what, what are you thinking then? Another <laughs> so one. basically what I was thinking was that part of the, um, you know, one, one of the three uh, aspects that Ballon d'Or winner is judged on mm. is general career, basically. Like right, le- right. legacy almost. Lifetime achievement. 
to a point, but also like, are they, are they still playing well? How much of you know what they've done mm-hmm. will affect um, their perception now and, and whatever? And I don't know, you know, Messi absolutely falls into the bracket, even if I think Lewandowski was pretty unlucky. But do you not? Th- it'd be nice, I think, or interesting at least, to have a basically single season award. Do you know, like in the way that? Uh, no, I get what you're saying. Mario Jardel <laughs> used to win the Golden Boot. Yes, and mm. it was like, oh, that's quite cool. Well, yeah. so this is it. So when it becomes sort of best player. Well, Messi's always going to beat someone like a Jardel mm. or like uh, Jack Grealish for Villa, for example. Do you know what I mean? Like a really important player for their club. Mm. And I sort of think, actually, should you should you base it on who's actually got the best quality? Mm. Because by their own standards, they may not have had a great season or a great year because they're doing the sort of calendar year, which is a bit strange, isn't it? They need to change the uh, timing of the award. But there we are. That's another gripe. But do you rate it? Oh, no, actually, that player for that club had a phenomenal season and was so important to that club and was mm. vital in them getting a Champions League spot or, or, or getting them or keeping them up in the league or something like that. Um, yeah. Rather than, yeah, I, I, which would be, would perhaps would be your kind of season award. Like yeah, basically, the, yeah. Like sort of a player of the season sort of thing. I think they should be the best person who can kick the award because it is a ball and it is right. heavy uh-huh. and it should be the one with the hardest kick and the least fragile metatarsals. Wouldn't okay. that be? But if that, if you're Lewandowski, that's cheating because you've got the golden boot, haven't you? Mm. Oh yeah, you can put the golden boot on <laughs> and kick the golden ball. Yeah, yeah sorry, well, idiot. Then, so then, talking of legacy awards, all the previous winners of the golden boot every ten years should have to kick the ball over the building that they're having the ceremony. <laughs> yeah, and whoever can do it gets the lifetime achievement. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, with that be? Yeah, the frail old man. No, come on, Grandad. <laughs> The we're going to take it away from you. Yeah, Don't P- look over there. Kick it. Pele's, Pele's brought his boot, hasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Always does. Oh, dear. I've done this a thousand times. Have you, though? And the winner of the Levy Ash has to fight a Black Panther. <laughs> now you're talking. Now you're talking. Let's see how good his hands are then. Um, anyway, speaking of uh, Jack Grealish, as I just very, very briefly did, um, there's a, have you seen this? Uh, there's a calendar dedicated to Jack Grealish's calves on sale this Christmas. All right. Which I would say is better than any award, quite quite frankly. Uh, it's got a, Each month has a unique picture of his calves, and uh, it's called The Wonderful World of Jack Grealish's Calves. The creator is a 69-year-old man called Kevin Beresford, um, um, and he said, the women can't seem to get enough, presumably, of the calendar, <laughs> rather than old Kevin himself. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, uh, he's selling them on eBay, by the looks of things. It's not right. How unique. He usually, does like, he usually does, like, roundabouts and stuff, making right. his little uh, calendars and stuff, like uh, roundabouts of Great Britain and stuff, but now he's uh-huh. gone for the wonderful world of Chester. It's a departure cars. from roundabouts of Great Britain. I just it? hope he's licensed those pictures, to be quite frank. Ah. Oh, oh, God, yeah. Can you imagine? Snafu, handing back all that money. You're such a party pooper, aren't you? I'm just, I, I just think IP should be protected. Yeah, no, just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, but there's no need to phone the authorities after. No, this, no, uh, no, 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 no. Should we talk? Should we call HMRC? Actually, if anyone from HMRC <laughs> is looking, is listening, yeah, get on this. I imagine a man who's obsessed with roundabouts is probably very on his tax debt. <laughs> Good God! Oh dear me! All right, gentlemen, let's have a quick break. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. How's your English accent? You know, because sometimes, you know, celebrities will live in England and then all of a sudden they come back with a little bit of an accent or some phrases. My English accent's all right, I think. Oh, oh. Uh, I can work on it a bit. Wow, how about that's Christian Pulisic? So good. <laughs> yeah, how about that? Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. Uh, right, time for uh, emails. Hello, Will, and thank you for your email. I have some answers for Lars and Kate regarding the Leicester bugle, which they Mm. talked about on Monday's show. It's not actually a bugle. It's a post horn. And the tune played is the post horn gallop, which I'm pretty sure has nothing to do with fox hunting. Indeed, Wikipedia says it was written in the 1800s by a German as a solo piece to be performed by a post horn with orchestral accompaniment. The tune has been played as the players enter the pitch at Leicester match at Leicester City since the 1930s. How about that? Also, turns Ooh. out there's a website dedicated to the tradition. Not the slickest thing you've ever seen, mind. No, I'm, I'm always relieved to see Pete post horn, post horn gallop. <laughs> yeah, hard to pay after that. Woo! Anyway, um, is that a bit, is it a bit like the um, Walk of Shame? <laughs> oh dear. Got a message from Mark following Kate's claim that 90% of body heat is lost through your head. Unfortunately, uh, sorry to be that guy, there's always that guy around. Uh, this has been debunked. For example, see the British Medical Journal, uh, and he's attached a link. Uh, as the BMJ uh, explains, if this myth were true, uh, were true humans would just uh, be just as cold uh, if they went outside without trousers <laughs> as if they went out without a hat. Uh, which sounds very much like a medical professional trying to square his bases off. Yes, I'd say so. He's been caught in the garden. Uh, Sean Dyche in a hat (laughs) but no trousers in the short at Burnley should be December in his calendar for next year. Yes. (laughs) Oh, I see. Big Sean Dyche. Silly. He doesn't need to cover that head. He just needs to cover those bare legs. (laughs) Yeah. Or take his trousers off. Yeah. (laughs) Either or. We'd like to see it. Uh, uh, Oh, speaking of uh, uh, snow and all the rest of it, the, the, the Rangers fans throwing snowballs, which uh, was, was talked about on yesterday's show at the Livingston Goalkeeper. Did you see, just to add to that story, that uh, Livingston manager David Martindale 
called those Rangers fans dough balls with snowballs. It's beautiful. Mm. It's a lovely turn of phrase. It is, yeah. It's not quite an insult. Dough balls are quite nice. I was going to say, it sounds like the sort of uh, Pizza Express Christmas menu. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Lovely garlic Garlic, boys. Garlic, yeah. Garlic butter. Garlic boys. Um, Yeah, he said, we shouldn't be standing here talking about the dough balls with snowballs. I just don't understand it. It's on national telly and people are watching that, so come on. Screw the nut a wee bit. <laughs> I know the majority of Rangers fans were not throwing snowballs, but it doesn't look good for anyone. It's going to give children ideas, Peter, because in this country we have managed to banish throwing of snowballs and now mm. there could be an epidemic. Mm. Exactly. <laughs> Covered in snow, everyone. Yeah, you're right. There we are. Show at footballramble.com for that kind of nonsense. <clears throat> now tonight, everybody, two big games. Uh, towards the bottom half of the table. Newcastle versus Norwich and Leeds versus Crystal Palace. Oh. Starting with, and we'll, you know, we'll start with Leeds, Peter, if, if, if you don't mind, um, because I want to talk about uh, old Bielsa. Um, he's expressed some strong feelings about fixture congestion uh, recently. He says he has serious doubts over the future of professional football because it's constantly commercialised and the product every time is constantly worse. <laughs> How about this? Bring back the Coca-Cola Cup, I think, is um, what he's trying to say. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he's in a situation where he can't... His his team, his squad is Mm. way too thin... Like at the best of times, I think the Christmas may very well end him. To be honest, I think he might be leaving. Yeah. <laughs> Can't be bothered anymore. I don't know. Do you, th- do you think every time that uh, there's, a, there's football gets a little bit more commercialised, it gets worse? Fish. Probably, but we're told it gets better. Yeah, and I believe I believe the power brokers. <laughs> you believe Barclays? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Why would they lie to me um, again? It's yeah. They're, they're in quite a quite a weird predicament at the moment because they you know they should have lost against Brighton on the weekend mm. and they. As Pete said, because of the size of their squad, the injuries are going to be more pronounced. So I think Ailing and uh, Bamford are back. I think they're going to. They're they're for the under, they played for under twenty threes yesterday. Right. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So they're going to be back at some point in December. But yeah, they're, well, they, um, they've got seven league fixtures in the next twenty nine days. That that's the same as most, most teams, probably. Yeah, yeah, if not all teams, actually. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. But you've got you've got a manager that will. I like him a lot, but he does put a lot of very stubborn trust into one particular system and he doesn't care what players mm. play in what position. You had like Calvin yeah. Phillips at the back, Dan James up top. Their running stats are incredible. So you, so you sort of, it, it kind of hides mm-hmm. uh, the problems of that club because you sort of go, well, they're running stats, so they're still working hard for the manager. It's like, I think they're just running because they're in the wrong position. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I've never played where do I go? before. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going. Help me. Yeah, That's <laughs> uh, a fair point. I, but I, I think we're all been surprised that they haven't burned out Leeds. That was always the chat with Bielsa with, 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 his, with his teams and so on, even in the championship when they were trying to get promoted, yet seems to have kind of plateaued off. Are you worried about old Bielsa, Vish? You know, is he losing his um, his, his sort of uh, you know, I don't know, touch or whatever? Because as I say, he would usually rag the players, you know, and, and now they, uh, I, I think it's um, I think it's a bit of a confidence <laughs> issue because if, if you think about from the start Bielsa's Excuse me. One one of Bielsa's greatest strengths was arming these players with mm-hmm. so with I suppose like you know top level self confidence. Yeah, and talking to them in a way that other coaches might not have, and and emboldening yeah. them to play a certain way that they might think was beyond them. Bamford and Phillips are two great examples. Yeah, but but you look around that team, and I, I think Dallas. I think Dallas yeah, is that, an exceptional yeah. player yeah, and, yeah. and someone who's who's really lifted his level over mm-hmm. the last couple of years. 
And I suppose you, to do that, you you arm, as I said, yeah, you arm them with confidence. But when that goes away, suddenly everything does look a little bit laboured, mm-hmm. and they, you know, they they look like they're second guessing themselves a lot on the pitch, yeah. which is never a good thing when you're playing in a system where you need to make short, sharp decisions very, very quickly, whether you're in and out, in or out of possession. And it's going to be harder to rectify the more the game's going on. You almost think they need a break, and they almost need a. As, as much as they can get a mini preseason, if he's there next year, he'll be laughing during the Qatar World Cup because he'll get. <laughs> but yeah, it does seem a bit of an issue. And and I've mentioned this on the show before that if you look at Bielsa's history with other clubs, mm-hmm. the, there comes a point when he leaves, and it's often pretty much mid-season, mm-hmm. if not maybe a bit earlier. And it seems to come from the fact that he looks at the problem and thinks, you know, I'm, I'm not the man to fix this. Yeah, mm. well, we, we shall see. Uh, speaking of teams that need a win, Newcastle versus Norwich. Peter, you were at the Emirates to see Arsenal uh, beat Newcastle uh, 2-0 on Saturday. Eddie Howe on the touchline for the first time, so you saw him in the flesh. Yeah, how did he get out? Like He he got a, <clears throat> a positive test and then he was back at the touchline in seven days. What's that about? Are you allowed to do that? I have no I don't, idea. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I'd rather not speculate. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it was good. But, but, so, I saw Mads Mickelson at the bar. Uh-huh. At got the bar? Got, yeah, he was at the bar. I got a free, I've got a free bottle of lager. Did you? In aluminium bottles. Oh, you meant to pay for them. I know. Mm-hmm. You should stall it. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but, but you know, speaking of the Nordics, mm-hmm. like Mads Mickelson. Yes. Uh, Newcastle United, bottom of the league. Mm. They're obviously going to be playing football tonight. Did we? Did the match day program really need an eight-page interview with Emil Kraft, the worst footballer in Newcastle United? Eight pages. The fans haven't suffered enough. Eight pages of Emil Kraft. Is there anything in there that was good? He is dreadful at football. Yeah, but uh, at that's the why he didn't get taken. <laughs> but, but at the weekend, I thought I, I, I thought it was really fun, and I think Newcastle United look. It's like night and day since um, the, the. It's not even Eddie Howe starting. It's Steve Bruce leaving the club. Let's make that very. Mm clear yeah. he, they look so much more uh, into the battle into the fight mm-hmm. uh, Joe Linton looks like a completely different footballer mm-hmm. um, Maximum was having a, was kept quiet because every time he got the ball there was like four players around him I thought I thought uh, Arsenal played really really well what a side they've got like at the mm-hmm. moment like they are young Tommy Asu's fantastic mm-hmm. uh, right back he's he's one of the few kind of um, wing backs that knows how to defend in the Premier League it's really <laughs> enjoyable it's, he, he, he kept a lot of our players uh, quiet and uh, they're just going to get better and better they're just going to get better and better fantastic what did you think of how disagreeing with Rafa Benitez's sentiment that Newcastle had a short blanket uh, which is what he said when he was in charge which I love that which is when they attack mm. Newcastle it leaves the defence exposed this idea that the blanket can't cover the whole team which, which is a lovely little thing <laughs> but Howe said stretching the blanket would be a better way of putting it so he admits the blanket's too small <laughs> well he admits there's a blanket there Right. Yeah. I say take wait the blanket till the sum- wait till the summer don't have a blanket at all yes exactly yeah. Like, just like a thin sheet yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> like Pete Donaldson early in the morning take the blanket off yeah See what's on the waterproof one. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yes, indeed. Well, Norwich have picked up seven points in their last three Premier League games, which is uh, one more than in their previous twenty-five. So they're turning the screw mm. under they Dean are. Smith. It's been it's been quite um, you know, as Pete said, it's been a bit screw turny recently, bit, hasn't it? Very bit screw turny. Yeah. Mm, maybe, yeah. Maybe Manchester United might follow. Yeah, hopefully. How yeah. About that? Tor Ragnarik. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, as Pete was saying, that you know, Bruce, Bruce, it's more Bruce leaving than than how coming in and, and affecting things at the moment. Mm. And I suppose it's it, it's harder to say with Norwich that you know it, 
would it be the same with Farker Levy and Smith coming in? But mm-hmm. there was an inc- incredible stat during the rounds on the weekend um, for Norwich City that they restricted Wolves to five shots on goal, which is the lowest number of attempts on their goal that they faced in their, any of their 241 Premier League games this century. That's Blimey. absurd. <laughs> <laughs> and you kind of think, how, actually, how has he done that? That's yeah. remarkable, yeah. Well, yeah, you see. Yeah, you are, you see. Um, gentlemen, before we move on to some important news coming out of uh, Japan, um, Peter. Hello. We reserve this for you and me, baby. Reading beat Swansea 3-2 on Saturday. Andy Carroll on the score sheet. <laughs> Danny Drinkwater yeah. on the score sheet as well. Um, about the years. But Andy Carroll, it's good to see him, isn't it? It's good to see him scoring goals. I, I've always liked him. I always think he provides something very different when yeah. he can get on the on the field. Great but, plan uh, B. 30 minutes in, he scored. Who's starting Andy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's doing that? Well, you'll you burn him out. You either play him for the first 30 or the, or the last 30. Depends how Just you... put one log on the fire at a time, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the it's that that's not what they're expecting. They won't know what's hit them. It's a yeah, short. It's true, a sh- yeah. He's a short blanket footballer, isn't he? <laughs> very much so. Very much so. Yeah. Apparently, he um he celebrated by doing a rowing motion with the corner flag, mm. which was some reference uh, to um, a bizarrely animated pre-match speech from uh, the Reading manager. So um, quite strange. Mm. If you were wondering what on earth that was. Uh, all about. Paunovic said that no individual comes before the team and described the club as a boat everyone needs to pull together to drive them forward. Um, and he demonstrated this by getting on the floor and starting to row with the players joining him in his metaphoric boat on the changing room floor. Wow. A bit water, of... water everywhere, but not to drink water to w- drink water. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? What's that daft thing that happens at student unions? Is it boat reds? Yeah. Did he play that? that? Yeah. And everyone went, oh, "All right, get involved." <laughs> <laughs> also, did that, you'd have to, you wouldn't want to be the last one to get in the boat, but you also wouldn't really want to be the first one to get in this, get in the boat behind this man who's just decided to sit on the floor. Yeah, <laughs> that's very true. It's very true. Anyway, gentlemen, let's finish with this. We go to Japan. Yokohama FC were officially relegated from the J League on Saturday, oh. which means King Kazu. And uh, Shansuku Nakamura will no longer be starring in the top flight. King Kazu, of course, is 54 years old. And Nakamura is only, he's only 43, so he's still got a few years left. Um, Peter, what do you reckon of this? We, we won't see old Kazu in the, in the top flight. Yeah, well, he might get more cup matches, to be honest, from J2. Yeah. Is he just is he a cup player, is he? He only comes on for a little bit. It's a sideshow. It's a joke, Marcus. It's an absolute <laughs> nonsense. It's the same way, like, I think... Uh, is it under, as bad as Andy Carroll? Under COVID, uh, a prefecture got given uh, something like £200,000, you know, so many million yen, mm. uh, and they uh, they spent it on a big big statue of a squid and they went that was for COVID relief oh, right. don't spend it on a big squid but then loads of tourists turn up to look at this big fucking squid so who's the joker now yeah exactly that's just, every every little town's got a little kind of sideshow every someone's got a bit of scenes but J2 is really interesting because um, mm. all about my, 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 the club that I kind of yes, half follow because yes, 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 all yes. the matches are at four o'clock in the morning uh-huh. for a uh, they Wake started them, half... they started an incredible uh, run to the playoffs or, or they mm. could have it, it won one, basically, they won four matches mm-hmm. and they were a point away from automatic promotion. Oh. It's flipping terrible. But Peter Yutaka, uh, my other favourite Kofu uh, player, he's gone up with Kyoto Sanga, 40 and 70. He's, he's just having a lovely time out there. I love Peter Yutaka. He's That's ancient. Decent. And Jay Bothroyd's uh, left Hokkaido. Uh, in Jay Bothroyd. He, 
he's one he's one of those footballers who was quite vocal. He always has got like um, Honda, you know, the DX uh, Japan International. Who, mm-hmm. So who's not? I don't think he's played in Japan not for the car about twenty years. No, or the Black Street Fighter. What's his beef? He's a big Toyota man. <laughs> but he, um, but he, he's really kind of like quite. Uh, he, he talks quite a lot. He watches lyrical about how lovely Japan is to live, and he's yeah. really got it. He doesn't really. He's not there. He's mm. there for a payday because he's he's Jay Bocker. No, but, but, yeah. but he's like he talks about how, what the standard of living is like, mm. and he he approached that project with exactly the, the right amount of uh, mm. of a vigor. I think. Oh, but that's lovely when you hear that. On. Yeah, mm. it is nice. It uh-huh. is nice. It's like all those kind of like megastars who joined Vissel Kobe a couple mm. of years ago, and it's not gone amazingly well for them. Although yeah. I think they won the Empress Cup a little while ago. It's uh, yeah. It, it, I, I like footballers who kind of get it a little bit, mm. and they kind of take everything to heart because Japan's just such a great place to live. Yeah. No, I swear, if you're I, a man. It's a, it's a <laughs> or a footballer. Uh, well, that, that's uh, that's a lovely roundup of uh, yeah. of Japanese football, there there, Peter. We we appreciate that. Um, right. Uh, oh, remember, everybody, is a brand new episode of our new women's football show, Upfront, which is out today on Football Ramble Presents. Flo, Rachel, and Chloe are discussing the latest international fixtures and looking ahead to the FA Cup final this weekend. Get over to Football Ramble Presents for that. There we are, everybody. We've come to the end uh, of the Football Ramble today. Thank you for listening to today's Football Ramble, a part of the Acast Creator Network, of course. On tomorrow's show, Pete, you're back with Hello. Jules and Jim. Yes. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes, that will happen. Yes. We've got confirmation there, everybody. So do tune into that. I know you like to tune your podcast feeds into that. Ooh. So there we are. Thank you very much for Tushin. Thank you. Thank you, Peter. Bye. Thank you, everybody. See you very soon. So I just got a text. <laughs> Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.